This is Sunday, December 25th, 2022. This service was recorded on Wednesday, December 21st, the fourth week of Advent. The reflection is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanist is Pete Temple. This week's broadcast is sponsored by Keith and Carol Hagen in honor of their 60th wedding anniversary. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome to this fourth Advent service. I'm so glad to have you with us. I'm going to invite Virgil to come forward and light our Advent reef. Each of these candles represents something a little bit different during our time of the season of waiting and watching and wondering. We can look at the candles as a candle of hope, a candle of peace, a candle of joy, a candle of love. And of course, in the center, we'll light the white candle on Christmas Eve, which is the Christ candle. I also like to think of each of these candles representing the four emotions that we've been dealing with. Fear, confusion, doubt, and tonight, curiosity. And so as Virgil lights our Advent wreath, I invite you to join with me in the opening dialogue that's found in the front of your bulletin insert. This season of Advent confronts many of our emotions. Sometimes we are curious about what the future holds. Do not be afraid. I am bringing you good news of great joy. Let us go to Bethlehem to see this thing that has taken place. Let us make known what has been told to us about this child. Let us sing our gathering song, O come, O come, Emmanuel. Tonight we sing stanzas 7 and 8. That's 257. of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us share together in the prayer that's printed. O God, who brings comfort and joy, when we wait with anticipation of what will come, speak to our curiosity, comfort us with your surprises, and give our hearts that are thankful for all that you provide. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
like to share two readings this evening. The first coming from the prophet Zephaniah, a very short book representing about three chapters. Zephaniah, who was a prophet during the time of Joaz, uh, who was king, speaks the word that Judah and Jerusalem will be destroyed and taken into exile. He also speaks about the neighbors around Judah who will also um, be taken out. But here in chapter 3, he speaks of hope. He speaks of the people returning home. And so we pick up chapter 3 in speaking about Jerusalem and their homeward coming, at starting at the 14th verse. You can find this on page 1471 in your pew Bible if you want to follow along. Sing, daughter Zion, shout out loud, Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart, daughter Jerusalem. Am I reading the right one? Okay. The Lord has taken away your punishment. He has turned back your enemy. The Lord, the King of Israel, is with you. Never again will you fear any harm. On that day, they will say to Jerusalem, Do not fear, Zion, for do not let your hands hang limp. The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. I will remove from you all who mourn over the loss of your appointed festivals, which is a burden and a reproach for you. At that time, I will deal with all who are oppressed, who have oppressed you. I will rescue the lame and I will gather the exiles. I will give them praise and honor in every land where they have suffered shame. At that time, I will gather you. At that time, I will bring you home. I will give you honor and praise. Among all the peoples of the earth, when I restore your fortunes before your very eyes, says the Lord, the word of God, thanks be to God. Our gospel for this evening comes from St. Luke, the second chapter, beginning at the eighth verse. Glory to you, O Lord. When the shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night, the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great Joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find the baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. Suddenly, with great company of heavenly hosts, appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those for whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about the child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as it had been told to them. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. 
Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Curiosity. I'm curious about these events. We, we read them every year, but I want to slow down and I want to take a look at the three things that are really taking shape. What's, what's happening with this, with this message? Can you imagine being there with the shepherds? This is the winter solace. This is the shortest daylight of the year. And uh, darkness had overcome them. The, the things that they were about, caring for the sheep, now really grabbed their attention because in the darkness, you don't always see the predator coming. And so they had to be really alert. And uh, there they were, out in the cold, you know, here we have this wonderful adorned shepherd. And I, I thank Dale and Jeannie for allowing us to enjoy this nativity scene. We, we've talked about Joseph, we've talked about Mary, we've talked about Zechariah, we talked about the angel Gabriel. We haven't talked about the wise men yet. That comes with Epiphany because they show up on the scene when Jesus is a young child. And so, um, before I go any further, I just want to uh, bless this uh, scene and, and these pieces. And so let's do that. O Lord our God, with Mary and Joseph, angels and the shepherds and the animals in the stable, we gather around your Son born to us. Bless us with your holy presence and inspire us to help those who have no place to dwell. Be with us that we might share God's love with all the world, for he is our light and our salvation. And Lord, bless this nativity scene that those who look upon it will see the glory in heaven and the peace on earth that is to come, that is ours now and forever. Amen. So I'm going to pick this up and I'm going to walk this down because this is such a beautiful art piece. This is very heavy. It's made out of wood. It's been carved. Uh, what I want you to take note is the hook, the shepherd's hook. It looks very regal. Uh, he's well-dressed and adorned in, in, in his skirt down here below. You can see the flock. They go on and on and on and on and on. And uh, even around the corner here. Notice his face. A face of humility, I think, as I look upon his face. But I see this shepherd is being very, very regal. And you need to know that shepherds were despised. They uh, were sometimes homeless. They were nomads. They were, um, they were deceitful. They were dishonest. They would trample their flock onto people's land, not getting permission ahead of time, and the sheep would eat everything in sight. They didn't seem to follow the rules. And they were dirty. And they were downright scoundrels. Well, you'd have to be if you're a shepherd and you're taking on the predator of a wolf or whatever it is to keep those uh, sheep going. Their number one concern was to bring the sheep to market for wool and for food. So on this particular night, here the shepherds are, it's dark, and the promised Messiah who is to come had come unannounced. They weren't aware of this at the moment. 
we know that Mary and Joseph knew exactly what was going on. It came at the most un... What I want to say, not at the best time, right? They were away from home. They had to go back in order to um, be counted in the census for the purposes of taxes. And uh, so they were uh, put out, and it was time for Mary to give a child. And here are the shepherds outside of the city of David, just a small town. At one time, it was a, a royal place. It was a place where David had dwelt, the great king. And the Savior was born in the infant. An infant. Completely helpless. And I know this now after holding Trigvi, our grandson. There's nothing that he can do. I mean, you have to hold up his head, his neck, behind his shoulders. And uh, although he's getting to be a pretty good shot when they're changing the diaper. But... uh, and every once in a while, the projectile vomiting, you know, that it comes with the newborn as their systems and digestive systems are getting accustomed and growing and changing. And, but for the most part, very, very helpless. And born to a young couple who were vowed to be married or were they wed according to their custom. And we went over that some uh, midweeks before. But God, Emmanuel, with us, is born on the road. And he's laid in a feeding trough as a manger. Not a great king. Not announced in the palace. And all of a sudden, an angel shows up, and then a multitude behind them lighting up the skies. And the shepherds finally find themselves not alone, but they stood before them. And the glory of the Lord shone upon the angels in them. And can you imagine the fear that must have went through them? These often seen fearless men were more than likely scared to their, out of their wits. Possibly like Zechariah, they were frozen in fear, not thinking anyone was there, and then all of a sudden, And they came to them to bring a wonderful great news to the world. God purposely connected with the great news with the lowly and with the outcasts, the scoundrels, those who were dishonest, those who didn't follow the rules. Can we imagine such an event taking place? And after the angels left them, that whole curiosity, well, my goodness, We better check this out, this infant that was told to them in Bethlehem. And much to their surprise, as the angels had told them, they found God had entered into the world as an infant so lowly. God did so identifying with the powerless, with the oppressed, with the poor, with the homeless, and with this young couple. This Christ child brings a new kingdom to earth and the shepherds after taking everything in that they heard and now that they saw, they left that place to go and share with others. But before they did, I think it was wonderful how they shared all this wonderful uh, things that they had heard. And um, can you imagine? Um, If something like that happened to us, I would probably be... Um, diarrhea at the mouth, and I know Liz would be saying, shut up, you said that three times already, but I mean, can you believe it? 
And Mary just sat there quietly and pondered these things and treasured them in her heart. And so they went off to announce an infant, a call to humility, God humbling God's self to save. The shepherds in their humility, they were the first ones to receive the news besides the holy family. I sense the humbleness of this shepherd's face. In fact, when the shepherds were still present with the holy family, Mary did treasure these things. And I believe Joseph did too. The scriptures don't tell us, but I mean, he was the one who had to save the marriage. He was the one who was given the opportunity to do something different, that God was up to something different and that he was able to continue with Mary and knowing that she was carrying the Christ child. How curious this all is. And my curiosity is raised not only from the gospel narrative, but if God can do this, how much more is God at work in us today? What is it that God is doing? And I look into that little grandson and I look into his eyes, although he, they can't quite connect yet, in, in sensing it's understanding his environment around him, what a miracle that is. To be conceived and to be born and to, that whole trusting and that's how God chose to enter the world. And that when God, like, you know, God didn't just step out of creation. God has always been a part of creation. And Jesus, when he died on that cross and he rose again and he ascended into heaven after going to Hades, which is scandalous, what is God doing? And breathing on us the gift of the Holy Spirit to help us to understand. And, you know, Luther said, I cannot by my own understanding or belief come to believe in Jesus Christ, but it's the Holy Spirit that enlightens me and calls me the whole Christian church. And so what is God doing? God is at work. We've seen God's work in the life of Zechariah, Joseph, Mary, and now in the shepherds. Each person, we could identify with their emotions with us and through them, fear, confusion, doubt, and curiosity. God comes to us, Emmanuel, with us. Despite our fears or maybe because of our fears or emotions of the unknown, God comes. God comes. And so I talk about um, this little baby, but I need to also talk about my father. Who at the end of his life, what was God doing there? And when he breathed his last, and I think I've shared this with you, I saw the, my brother and I saw the most precious thing happen between my mom and my dad and sharing their love with one another. It was though dad knew it was time and said goodbye. That God was there in that moment. I could feel the love. God calling us, God baptizing us, God dying for us, and is there in our dying and bringing us home, God in our world, he will not leave us abandoned, especially in those scary times of life. That might be when God's there the most. And Jesus, our Savior, brings us to God through him, through his blood, through his flesh. 
We're going to partake in the Lord's Supper tonight. And our souls, I believe, rejoice. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and stay with us, our Savior and our Lord Jesus. I think the shepherds' hearts were turned that night. Amen. Let us sing our reflective song, He Came Down. Join with me in the prayers of this evening. During these weeks of waiting and expecting where people live in fear of the unknown, we pray for peace. where people are confused about your will for their lives or for the world, we pray for courage. where people doubt your presence and your word, we pray for trust. where people are curious and await the future with hopeful anticipation, we pray for wonder. most of all when the world longs for you, we pray all this in the name of Jesus, our long-expected Savior. Amen. Our service continues on page 110. Holy One, in the beginning and the end, the giver of life, blessed are you for the birth of creation. Blessed are you in the darkness and in the light. Blessed are you for your promise to your people. Blessed are you for the prophet's hopes and dreams. Blessed are you for Mary's openness to your will. Blessed are you for your son Jesus, the word made flesh. In the night in which our Lord was betrayed, he took bread and he gave thanks and he broke it and he gave it to his disciples and he said, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup and after giving thanks, he gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Let us proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. With this bread and cup, we remember your word dwelling among us, full of grace and truth. We remember our new birth in his death and resurrection 
And we look for hope in his coming. Come, Lord Jesus. Holy God, we long for your spirit. Come among us. Bless this meal, and may your word take flesh in us. Awaken your people. Fill us with your light. Bring the gift of peace on earth. Come, Holy Spirit. All praise and glory are yours, Holy One of Israel. Word of God incarnate, power of the Most High, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our service continues on page 112. Let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For your kingdom, the power, the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Come to the banquet for all is ready now. Now may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. Before uh, offering the, the blessing and the sending song, I just have to share with you, it was so fun today, I had the opportunity to, uh, our Sunday school kids have made um, casseroles, the hamburger hot dish with the tater tots on top. And uh, we took 14 of those this afternoon leaving at about noon and arriving back here about 3.30. Put 72 miles on the truck. But I have to tell you, the reason I'm sharing it with you is the joy that I saw today, that people were surprised. Kim had given a call ahead of time, but some people weren't home, and I just showed up. And, and uh, just the joy. It was just so fun. And uh, I went back and I, I wanted to see how many were left over. I thought, well, maybe I depleted. Well, we've got another 18 hot dishes that are left. Uh, but what a wonderful thing. And I know that's what brings us joy this time of, of year when we're giving. And God gave himself for us. And that's an incredible gift. So with that, receive this blessing. The peace of God accompany you, your waiting. The God of light warm your hearts and the joy of the Spirit fill you with hope. Amen. Let us sing our sending song, Wait for the Lord. And this is a Taz A, so we'll be interested in seeing how Pete leads us in this tonight.
Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress, all rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734, all rights reserved. Mm-hmm.